Welcome to the Daily Think Podcast. All right, well, welcome back. So the question is, can technology become too complex? My great-grandmother had never seen a car before when she was a child. My grandmother, same thing. She'd never seen a car until she did. But now I've got my, my dad and other folks of his generation who, who are being exposed to things like Instagram and, and things like that that are just a little bit too complex to grasp. Makes me think about technology and our capability or ability to, to grasp it. You know, if somebody came to us out of 1500 or 1300 or 200 BC, would they be so overwhelmed within one day in New York City that they just like internally combusted? Well, I mean, a couple of reflections on what you're saying. I mean, one is I, I don't feel like someone has to come from some historical date. I feel like as we become aware of some of the depths of technology, even the technology we interact with every day, um, and then the technologies that are being developed, you know, the self-driving cars, or I mean, there's many, many examples, but Internet of Things, all this connected technology in our homes and our in our lives. But for me, it's it's kind of going back a step and asking, what does too complex mean? Too complex for what? Because we already, I mean, for example, we don't understand, you know, how our brains work. <laughs> um, and yet they have evolved to be incredibly useful for us. And now we collectively, over time, and different people working on different aspects have created external technologies that we, we don't understand. Maybe you could say in the same way that or similar way to the way we don't understand the brain, but much, much, much more rapidly. So I wonder if it, there's something around, a question around the complexity, like the point of technology. You know, what is it for? There's a lot of technologies that are serving very practical purposes in our lives. But what, what would be our measure of saying if technology is too complex? For me, the interesting thing about technology and where it's going and CRISPR you know, where we're modifying genetics and all these kind of crazy things that are, you know, starting to become difficult for me to understand, like the car for my great-grandmother, you know, is that I believe that technology in any form is a mirror to humanity saying, here's what you are. Um, it's like, you know, when you walk past a mirror, are you going to look in it, into it or not? What do I look like? Um, and I think when we talk about the CRISPR thing where we can, you know, modify ourselves, we're, we're trying to see what we look like. We're trying to see what we're made of. And then we're just talking about existence. You know, what are we, how did we get here? And, you know, when you go down that slippery slope and that rabbit hole, it's, it's about all religion and all philosophy, you know, like, so I think that <laughs> the all deeper we get into technology, the deeper we're in that rabbit hole. Mm. But in a way we're already in that rabbit hole with our life, like the, the basic version. <laughs> um, yep, yep. So, you know, what, what is it that, what are the bounds, I guess, in a way I'm asking, what bounds do we want to have or do we 
feel would be helpful around technology. And in a way, I think the only way we can approach that is if we ask this question of what is it for? You know, what, what is it really for? And one of the complex factors is that, you know, the same technology, like you were talking about genetic possibilities might be used in ways that are, you could say, positive in the sense of looking at, you know, solving or, or curing particular illnesses or, or changing the way that we approach them. And then they could be used in ways that might also be, you know, really change how we think about procreation and, and, and the, the species itself. And so what is the weighing against, against or, or together or whatever of all those pieces? And also who's even making those decisions? Who, who, who could make those decisions? And, in what ways could each of us, through through thinking for ourselves and and with others, start to approach these really big and, and consequential questions um, in a way that that felt collaborative rather than <laughs> uh, conflict ridden, which I think a lot of the the discussions uh, have that tendency. I think for me, it's if we talk about technology, I like to go back to like chiaroscuro or silence and noise. I mean, in, in art or music, there are ways of saying there's, here's the silence, here's the noise. Um, when, when do we choose to be in which pieces? Because right now we're, is it, is it healthy that, that humans are staring at a little slab of glass for an average of four hours a day? Like your smartphone? Like I, I, no, uh, -uh, not healthy. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't evolve, uh, to be okay with that. So it's technology is absolutely making our lives better and we live longer and but are we happier? It's a, it's a good question. Or or even it, it I mean happiness itself is a that's a big question, right? What yeah. is it what ends is it working towards and are those and it's not just one, I think it is multiple. And what are the implications of working in that way? Tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs>